making moves on the street, have no attachments, allow nothing to be in your life that you cannot walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you spot the heat around the corner. In the city of Los Angeles. Recognize the MO? MO is that they're good. If you think these guys are scoring more than passing through, I doubt it. A relentless police detective is on the trail. What do we got? Of a master thief. You're fugitive number one with a bullet. It's double the risk here. You're wrong. It's four times the risk, and I'm double the worst trouble you ever had. Clear! And his reckless partner. The bank is worth the risk. We should take it down. I want full surveillance, 24 hours, round the clock. We never close open seven days a week. Assume they got our phones, assume they got our houses, assume they got us. Bam, bye-bye. They get more daring with every score. What's the estimate? 12.2 million. You're up. But one cop. He's here. I can feel it. Is closing in. Whatever score they're going to take next, they're going to have the surprise of a lifetime. Now, for the first time, Academy Award winner Al Pacino and Academy Award winner Robert De Niro collide. If I'm there and I gotta put you away, I'll tell you, you are going down. What if you do got me boxed in and I gotta put you down? Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. I will not hesitate for a second. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer in a Michael Mann film heat. Welcome to the Motion Picture Podcast. Um, today we have, um, I believe, uh, Silas, is this, like, what, third or fourth time? Um, I want to say, okay, I want to say yeah. fourth, because we did the first episode on Puss in Boots, and then yeah. the Meg. Well, we didn't do the Meg, we never did oh, the Meg episode. we didn't do the Meg, but we were going to do the Meg, <laughs> okay, sorry. So then this has got to be fourth, because then we did, like, the short snippet on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. and then Breakfast and then, Club. Yeah, Breakfast Club. So gotcha. this is my fourth one, yeah. It, it was funny. So originally, before the Motion Picture Podcast became a thing, I was planning on doing a, a podcast where I would, like, cover the big releases of each week with, like, not a different co-host each week, but it was, like, I had between, like, four people that I would, like, go between. Um, and, like, originally, Silas was gonna, or Nia ended up actually watching uh, The Meg 2, um, which is one of the worst movies of last year. I, I still feel bad that you had to sit through that. Literally my favorite movie of the um, year. It is, it's so, like, it movie's so dumb. Um. <laughs> it sounds like it's the best movie of the year. It's so stupid. Like, I remember when it, um, came out, like, all these, like, early reviews came out for it, saying how it was, like, awful, and I remember, like, I was one of them, like, in the comments, people were like, they probably expected it was Jaws or something, they had no idea what movie they were going into, and then everyone else saw it and completely agreed that it was one of the worst movies ever. Um, yeah. 
Very fun I moment. I don't know. I haven't seen either Meg. Meg 1 is okay, but I just watched... It was mediocre at best. Just watch Jaws multiple times, like, then never <laughs> check out the Meg. I don't... I got bored within the first 30 minutes of Jaws. What? Watching the Meg Jaws is, is like watching the first 15 minutes of Jaws for, like, seven times in a row. Oh! I love Jaws. Jaws is fantastic. I used to not love it that much, but I do. I like it now a lot. I'm not saying Jaws is bad. I'm saying it's that watching bad. the first 15 minutes of a movie seven times yeah. in a row is grueling. <laughs> um, well, a movie that is not grueling at all, well, at least well, at least in my opinion. Um, I'll find out from you two in a second. Uh, today's episode is about the 1995 film Heat. Um, this is directed by Michael Mann, who is a director that I like a lot. He's directed films like Collateral. With Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise, which is fantastic. Um, Ferrari, which came out very recently, which, um, that was great. Um, and then some movies out. Uh, The Insider, which was really good with Russell Crowe and Al Pacino. Uh, movies I don't love, like Thief and Miami Vice. They weren't good, but, um, Audrey. He also directed the film Manhunter back in 1986, which was the first, I believe, ever film with Hannibal Lecter in it. Um, oh. is, um, I think I said, like, when we were doing the Science of the Lambs episode that, about Manhunter, and we were doing one of those guy the director's films later, that this is that film, um, which is Heat. Um, so, I, I took too long in the last episode to find this out, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this now. Audrey, what did you think of Heat? I, I didn't like it. So, one thing I have learned is that Audrey does not like action movies. Oh? Yeah. It's just not, I guess, not a, a genre. Let me, uh, let me also say this. I am a very stereotypical girl. <laughs> because you love I'm Barbarian? Just a girl. Okay, know? that's, okay. But I, in, the, in the ways of um, action, it's just not my thing. Yeah. Also, the story and the plot was just drug out for so long. So, I did... I, okay, so I did agree with that probably on the first watch. And maybe a little on the second. Uh, once I've seen this for the third time... Which I feel like a lot of these movies that I talk about here... It's like almost always my third time watching it. Um, recently did the La Land episode. That was my third time watching that. It just kind of... I guess it tends to happen, um, but but watching this again for the third time, honestly, just kind of just went with it. Like it was just kind of fun to be with these characters for a long time. I, I didn't truly mind. Um, Silas, what did you think of Heat? Okay, so I'm I was glad that you asked Audrey first because her yeah. thing was going to be more cohesive. Yeah. My opinion on this movie. So I liked it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good. Yeah. My experience watching this movie might have been the worst movie-watching experience I have ever had in my entire life. And that is because? So, okay, first off, let me just say, if I were to rate this now, I'd probably give it three or three and a half stars. Uh -huh. But I want to watch it at least one more time. It, it definitely works on a rewatch, I'll say that. Because, like, it was good, but I agree with Audrey. I feel like it was really drug out. I really yeah. do. I feel like there were scenes that were just like there just to be there. And it felt like every time I was in an actual like 
like very important scene, which uh-huh. there were a lot of. I'm not trying to say that there were yeah. a lot of those. I like I was making it sound like there weren't, but no. Anytime I got into like an actual important scene, yeah, somebody or something happened that completely interrupted the movie <laughs> almost every time. Like I swear to God, because I was wa- I was here watching it at my house, and this was this was yeah uh, earlier this week, and my dogs would not stop barking. My parents kept coming in and out of my room. Nothing was going on. Like nobody was here. Nothing was happening. I just couldn't get through a good like a, a genuine scene. Yikes. Um, I do I, I do remember first time watching it and definitely second time, third time not as much. Um during I think about the two hour mark, there's like a big bank robbery that happens. And then both times that happened for like the first two times I watched it, I just remember blanking out for the rest of like the fifty minutes after. <laughs> yeah. um, because like it feels like that was like this big climactic shootout and then afterwards I'm just like, oh, other stuff. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like it's not as bad as this, but I don't yeah. know. You've seen the Indiana Jones movies, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like the whole like cliche with like where they ruin one of the. I don't even remember which movie it is anymore. I I feel kind of stupid now because I haven't seen them in so long. But uh, were they like the the fridge nuke? You know. What I'm oh yeah, that's about? uh, what's it called? That was Crystal Skull. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought it was Crystal Skull. Yeah, wasn't sure. Didn't want to say it in case I was wrong. I was scared. <laughs> um. I mean, like, everybody, like, makes fun of that movie because, like, after that, nothing feels like yeah, it's, like, even remotely good. I feel like that kind of is what happened here. Mm-hmm. But it's also one of those things where it's, like, with um, with uh, Fight Club, which is one of my favorite movies. Amazing movie. Um, If you watch it multiple times, yeah. the ending starts, like, being more and more crazy. Because, like, the first time you watch Fight Club is just absolutely insane. Obviously, mm-hmm. you see that ending yeah. and you're like, oh my god. But like, with this, I feel like it's like that, but different at the same time. I feel like if I watched it more, the last 50 minutes would probably be yeah better and better. Um, I think I be- want to add something though. Yeah, my watching experience was very interesting because I started it yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was watching it, and it was like around nine o'clock, and I decided I was going <laughs> to go to bed because I was tired, and this movie was boring me. So I went oh, to bed. Lord. I got home today and mm-hmm. I finished the movie and I still felt bored. Lord have mercy. Okay. At least I sleep. At least I didn't fall asleep. <sighs> okay, so one thing with this movie again, because I had problems with the final act for a while. Um, I think what helps the second and third time around is understanding when things take place. And, like, being able to, like, understand, like, what's, when things are going to happen instead of it all being new and that length really, like, hurting. Because I'm, like, a believer that, like, the movies get, I think, shorter every time you watch them. Because you're more, like, knowing of everything that happens. Yeah. So it kind of moves at a faster pace. Um, I agree. And it, it, I mean, this movie gets faster and faster. And I did make sure this watch that, like, I was focused in on that final 50 minutes. Because I was like, all right, all the other times I blank out and I forget everything that happens. But here I was fully in. And it, I don't think it's a five out of five masterpiece. Um, but I do think it is a fantastic movie. Um, I personally have not rated it yet because. Yeah. 
I want to watch it more times before I rate it because I feel like it could be such a good movie, yeah. but I just didn't. I just didn't. I didn't get it honestly. Right. Which is the same thing I feel for movies like Drive. Yeah. Because I honestly did not. I don't know. I watched Drive recently, and I also didn't rate it because I didn't like it that much. Yeah, it was all right. Like, but I feel like it could be okay. Yeah. Um, it's very good cast with this. Um, two of the best living actors alive, uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Um, oh. and then other smaller actors, well, not, not even smaller actors, but other <laughs> actors like Val Kilmer and John Voight in this. Audrey probably hates all of these people. <laughs> Audrey doesn't know any of these people. Um, well, Al Pacino, famous for films like The Godfather, Scarface, oh. Oh. um, Dog Day Afternoon, bunch of films. Great actor. Um, and then Robert De Niro, big Scorsese guy with Taxi Driver and Goodfellas, um, The Irishman. He was the show host and Joker. The show host and Joker, um, also fantastic actor. Um, these are kind of like these big powerhouses. Um, yes, the don't be sexist, also Natalie Portman was in it. Which we will get to, we'll, we'll talk about her later. Um, we will, we'll talk about Natalie Portman because, like I said, not a five out of five film for me. Um, bruh, whoa, I'll, I'll talk about it. I am not sexist. (laughs) I just don't think Um, it just doesn't. So here's two things. One, this film is like, I don't think the film is sexist, but the characters are absolutely sexist. Because 100%. But I do not think in any with any of these characters you're really supposed to love them. You know, like, we are, like, obviously supposed to think that how these guys are treating women is pretty gross. Like, it's not really, like, idolizing them as much. Um, and, and the problem I have with Natalie Portman's character is it just doesn't feel like... Um... It's well, like, it doesn't get, it doesn't, like, the way her character goes to in, like, the final act, it doesn't feel like the movie was building that up. Like, it didn't feel like at the end of the, like, that could have been cut out of the movie, and I think it would have been fine. Um, so, one thing with, like, modern movies that has been, like, a big talking point is kind of the death of, like, the movie star. Um, and that's where, like, it's, like, you don't see as many people going to the movies for a certain actor. Um, and usually if, if people are going to the movies, it's either, like, A, it's getting, like, a lot of stuff online, or B, it's part of, like, a big corporation, like, it's Disney or it's Marvel or something like that. Um, and I think there's a lot of reasons for this, and I think one big reason, so there's, like, obviously... A lot of talk, like, after COVID and stuff about, like, movie theaters dying. Um, and there's, like, a lot of reasons. There's, like, you know, all the streaming services that are constantly getting put out. And, you know, Marvel movie fatigue kind of hitting. But there's one really big reason, I think, as to why movie theaters are not doing as well. Um, that's because it's really, really expensive to go. Um, like, what, they're like 11 to $12 a ticket now, I think? 
Yeah, it's it's getting bad. And also, like, if you want, like, food during it, it like, a medium popcorn is probably, like, $15. It's really bad. Um, that's why I, like, I'm thankful I have my little pass thing. And get I get in for basically free. But, like, if it wasn't for that, I, I couldn't go as nearly as much as I do. I think another, like, another thing that has to do with that that might be a little bit more... I don't know, it kind of feels a little bit more controversial on this side. Like, not in a bad way, yeah. but, like, I feel like <clears throat> like it's we're starting to get to the point where nobody's, not not nobody, but not as, nearly as many people are following a particular person. Yeah. And if they do follow a particular person, they end up getting bored of them because of apps like TikTok, where you yeah. don't, like, you don't follow people for them. You follow them for what they do, and yeah. then you just move on. You just swipe away. Um, you know, again, like, no one's going to Captain America to watch it for Chris Evans, you know? Um. I feel like some, I feel like there are a few standouts in the, in the industry, like Margot Robbie, for example. Yeah. I feel like not, not even that many people really thought Barbie was going to be that great of a movie, but a lot of them just yeah. went because Margot Robbie was in it. And I think Greta Gerwig the... also had a little bit of, uh, yeah. hope there. Yeah. But I feel like past... Past those two, there's not a lot anymore. Yeah. Um, I think the only... The, there, there's an actor out there currently working that I ha, I am putting all my chips on right now. Um, his name's Glenn Powell. Um, he was uh, in Top Gun Maverick two years ago. Um, he was in the recent uh, Anybody But You, or Anyone But You, which I, I'm a big fan of that film. Um, he's gonna be in the Twisters film, um, a film on Netflix in June called Hitman. looks looks fantastic. Uh, he is a really, really good actor. He's um, in the Dark Knight Rises as well. He was in the Dark Knight Rises for like a scene. Yep. Um, very very short amount of time, but, but he was there. I am I'm really I'm hoping with this guy. Like he's barely on social media. Like he doesn't. Again, he seems to be a guy that kind of is very likable in what he does. I'm. I'm hoping he will be like the next big movie star, you know? I think I think that's a really good point that you just I don't even know if you really meant to bring it up, but I think that if you really a lot of people think getting big is a, easier if yeah. you do it through social media, but I yeah. think if you do it through social media, you will not stay big. It's like because like, you know, social media it's a very like quick running thing like you might get big for a few days, but it goes by quickly, and they move on to the next big thing. Um, also, it's just really easy to do something really stupid online, you know? Yes, it is. It is very easy. To just say something dumb or to, you know. Um, so I think that's one of the, the ways you need to become, like, a really good star is to just don't even try. Don't go on. Don't even. Don't get on TikTok. Don't get on Twitter. Um... But the reason I'm saying this is because, like, back in the night, I mean, not as much anymore because I think nowadays they're doing stuff more for hire. Um, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino are like really big actors, like big Oscar winners, like um, always doing really good performances. And this is the first time they've ever come head to head. Um, they were both in Godfather Part Two, but they never interacted due to everything with Robert De Niro being like taking place before the Godfather stuff. Um, so this was kind of like the, uh, 
you guys like know the um idea of like the uh I believe it was like um unstoppable like force meets an immovable object. Uh-huh. These were basically yeah. like two unstoppable forces going against each other. Like two of the biggest actors. Yeah. Of all time, kind of. That is true. And it, I like is there any two actors from, like, right now that could do something like this and, like, warrant, like, a ton of people to go see it? Like... Um... I don't... If it was, like, a year ago... Yeah. I might be able to tell you. But... Because I feel like if it was, like, a year ago... Yeah. If, like... I don't know. Who who are two that would probably I th- like like there's one there's two actors I think could work but they've already been in a movie together which is uh DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Like they're like really yeah. big actors. But like they did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's like I don't know if it wouldn't be as big of a deal cuz they've already worked together. You know, okay, a year ago, I feel like if you put if you made a movie with Keanu Reeves and Johnny Depp. Yeah, that could have oh. worked. That would have been big. But even now, like, they've, yeah, they've just, lost steam. Yeah. Well, I think Keanu Reeves is, with, like, I know Audrey's taste towards it, but, like, John Wick, I think, like, you know. Oh, yeah, John Wick has Johnny steam, Depp, I though, feel. yeah. Johnny Depp lost all of his steam. Wherever you stand on that trial, he is not the same actor he was years ago. No. Um. I think, I, yeah, whether, no matter what side you're on, on that, which, yeah, uh, you know. I, again, like you see, like the highest-grossing films from this year, all but one, are like I think franchise stuff, and then Barbie, I guess. But uh, I, I mean that's still a brand, you that's know. Still a brand, yeah. Like um, even like lower movies, like Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I'm looking at the the top ten. Um, I'm gonna go through America just to, because sometimes, you know, so I can kind of get a good idea. Um, Sound of Freedom, which is a very interesting one, um, made $184 million. I'm not gonna go really in-depth into that at all, but it's a very fascinating film that did as well as it did. Um, then we have John Wick Chapter 4, obviously a sequel. Um, Wonka, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, The Little Mermaid, Oppenheimer, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, The Super Mario Brothers Movie, and Barbie. Um, and that's still why now, like, Oppenheimer doing as well as it has done is just incredibly surprising. Because, you know, it's three hours, and it's R-rated, and it's a lot of talking, like... Thank goodness for Barbie that it, it has done so well. Like, I think it would have done pretty decently well, but, like, that whole Barbenheimer thing really just sent it. I think... I think it's unfortunate, but I think that... I don't like TikTok. I don't either. <laughs> it. I don't. I think it's a hey, bad Hey, you know what? <laughs> it is... I will I will sound like the old man. It it is literally ruining people's like attention spans. 
Even though you're on it, question mark? I'm on it, but barely. Like, I haven't done anything, I think, in, like, two to three weeks. I do not... I will go on, like, post a movie review, and that is all I will be on that app. I will never go on it to, like, scroll. I don't... I don't like that app, and I think it's making people's attention spans, like... So movies are becoming less desirable because people just want to watch a 15-second clip of somebody getting smacked. Did you guys ever read the Logan Paul review for Oppenheimer? No, what is it? Uh, he said he walked out of Oppenheimer because they were just talking. It was just talking. Bruh. What did he (laughs) think the movie was going to be? We'll drop a nuke here, we'll drop a nuke here, we'll like, drop a nuke. Everyone's just talking. It's an hour and a half, 90 minutes of talking, just talking, talking. It's all exposition, nothing happened. Oh my goodness. You walked out, how would you know? Why would you walk out? I will never understand people walking. Why would you pay money for a movie if you're just going to walk out? Like Unless it ends up like, unless you think it's going to be good, and like it actually ends up being like Ouija or something. Still, like, well, you I, paid I hard money for it. Ticket. I remember paying a ticket um, in a drive-in movie theater for a movie, and then they show two movies. Mm-hmm. And one of the movies was really good, and then the second movie sucked. What so were the movies? Uh, one of them was uh, A Night in Soho, or Last Night in Soho, or that something like good. that. That was good. I liked it. That's the one we stayed for. Yeah. And then it was like Halloween... Something. Kills? Something. It was boring. Okay. So, we are not hating on Halloween Kills. I love that film. It's so stupid. But I love it. It came out, what? How many years ago? That was 2021. Yeah. No. It's boring. I love love Halloween Kills. Uh, And Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright film. Big fan Edgar Wright. Probably his weakest film. I don't don't know what he's been doing, man. He needs to make another movie. Um... I think okay, so I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be mean saying this at all. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like rush us. I mm-hmm. think that we've been on here for about twenty minutes and most of what we've been talking about has nothing to do with <laughs> yeah, heat. I, and I think that says a lot about okay. how Audrey and I felt about the That's movie. true. I'm not saying that we need to start talking about heat. I do I'm need just to I do that... want to talk about heat though. I, I really do want to talk about heat. Um, yeah, I, I do too, but I'm, I'm just saying, I feel like that just has, like, it, yeah. it, it felt like getting sidetracked would have, if I was doing anything while watching it, because, you know, I was already interrupted yeah. as much as I possibly could have been, which was terrible. I feel like if I would have been in any other situation, I still would have gotten sidetracked in some way watching it. <laughs> it is, again, it is long, you know. Um, I'm, again, a big fan of this film. Um, and again, one thing, the reason being, is the two lead performances. Yes, they did, they did wonderful jobs. Um, because, I, I kind of, again, because they're such big actors, uh, do either of you have a personal favorite between the two? If, okay, favorite versus which one I think is actually better (laughs) are two different things, because I... When I'm watching a movie, yeah. I prefer the way um, Robert De Niro goes about yeah. it and like the way he acts. But I think Al Pacino is a better actor. I I do think I think I like Robert De Niro's movies more, but I prefer Pacino as an actor. I just feel like when I watch a movie with, I feel like Al Pacino has like such a specific like set you know yeah. like he has like such a specific set of the way he acts and everything like that and he does an amazing job he does better Absolutely. than 
most people, but I think Robert De Niro, I can step into a movie and expect anything and he can still subvert it. Like with Joker, I expected him to be like some like big crime boss because I didn't know what he was. Yeah. I just knew he was in it. And he ended up being funny. Yeah. And then like a little scary at the same time. It, uh, it, but funny. It just stinks now that he's, you know, besides like Kills the Flower Moon kind of being the only like thing against this, doing a lot of for hire work, like in yeah. 2016 doing Dirty Grandpa with Zac Efron or yeah, that's just 2020 the film The War with Grandpa like bad I, I mean he's doing it for the money like I can't he mean he's made some of the most iconic films of all time I can't even like fathom you know I'd do it too you know I would um whether or not it's intentional uh, Al Pacino delivers one of the funniest performances I've ever seen in any movie in this movie. Yeah, I was gonna He's say so that, that was one thing. I that's one thing I was thinking about with Al Pacino. I usually don't find him that funny. He's so funny in this film. Like, when he's trying to be funny, like, he can be funny, yeah. but he's not that funny. That's one of the reasons I like Robert De Niro, because I do find him funny. Al Pacino in this movie? Oh my god. That was one of the best parts, honestly. Was Um... There's a scene where he's talking, um, let me find the character's name, uh, Alan Marciano. Um, Audrey, did you recognize, I know, you, like, the name won't ring a bell, I mean, I couldn't even remember his name, but did you recognize one of the actors from this film? I think so. Um, Hank Azaria, for me, like, this, like, he kind of pops up around, um, where... I gotta find his name. Played David in Friends, the scientist love interest for Phoebe. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's always kind of funny when he, you know, again, like when all these like kind of small sitcom characters pop up around because I'm like, oh, he's that person. Um, but there's a scene where Al Pacino first meets him because he needs to like get him to help. Um, <laughs> and he got like, kind of he's, he's telling him like, hey, you need to work for us. Because you're like you're in touch with I I think is it Val Kilmer's wife. That, that's not something I'm ever I I can ever remember. Um, oh, I think God. like he it's like she's cheating on Val Kilmer with Hank Azaria. I think that's what happens. That seems right. I, I'm I'm checking. I I think that's what it is. Because again, I will say, it is a lot. It is a lot of movie in this. Um, yeah, I have a, uh, I do have a summary pulled up right now, like yeah. a short summary pulled up right now, just in case I do forget something. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so yeah, uh, Al Pacino's talking to him, trying to get like, hey, like, hey, you gotta work with us, and the guy's like, man, I don't know why I ever got mixed up with that girl, and Al Pacino, j like, for like the next like 30 seconds, starts talking about like a woman's butt. Great ass! And you got your head all the way up it. Jesus. When I think of asses, woman's ass, something comes out of me. And it is one of the, like, best overacting performances I've ever seen. It was really, like, I couldn't, like, I didn't, I agree with what you said earlier with the, like, whether it was intentional or not. I could not tell whether he meant to. He, so. It was, like. Um. This was, I think, ad-libbed. Like, uh, the, like, other actors' reactions were completely, like, real. Okay. Because they were just, like, so, like, 
like, kind of not in awe, but, like, so confused of what he was doing. Um, so one thing interesting about this, um, this is obviously not Michael Mann's first film. He's done a bunch of films before this. Um, but this was actually going to be a TV show called L.A. Takedown. Um, and he he had filmed a, uh, I believe 90-minute pilot for it, which I have not seen. Um, and the, the network didn't turn it, like, they turned it down. I think the actors weren't that good. Um, so just, you know, didn't really work out. But, um, he was able to, to create this film. Um, unfortunately, not, did not win any Oscars. Or, it didn't get nominated for a single Oscar. Um. Yeah, that, that part I was confused like, about. No I acting. Like with Alpa- yeah. Yeah, no acting nominations, no. which was, um. Because I did see that. Yeah. And I was like. And the worst part about it is how weak this year is. Like, if I go to Best Picture, right? Um, we have let me let me find it. It is it is hiding. Um, Braveheart, which like I like, like it's good. Um, Apollo thirteen, which I I do not like at all. Like I think it's really boring. Um, Babe, the movie about the pig. Oh, God. sure. Uh, the Postman or Il Postino, which I have not seen, so I, I can't really judge it. And Sense and Sensibility, which uh-uh. never paid attention to that. Like no. for Do English we have class, to watch that in English. Yeah, like oh my god, that no. was like there, there's like two sides of the coin in that English class. It was Sense and Sensibility, which I did not like, did not pay attention to really, like did not care. And then there was Pride and Prejudice, which I love with all my heart. Um, yeah, that, for me it was like. Pride and Prejudice, I thought, was, like, okay. Yeah. And then Sense and Sensibility, I also did not... I think we actually both watched a movie. Yeah. A different movie during this. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, like, I... Uh, whether you guys think this or not, in my opinion, Heat is better than all five of those movies. Um, Like, I, I like think... Braveheart. I like Braveheart, but it just... I, I don't know, Braveheart is, Braveheart is good, but there are just some problems with it. Though. Yeah, and it's just also, like, looking back at the movies that did come out this year that weren't nominated, like, Seven wasn't nominated, um, I think Toy Story could have been here, The Usual Suspects, uh, the Martin Scorsese film Casino, like, yeah, this is just such a weak lineup. Um, I'm yeah. scared for what, uh... 2024's Oscars. I, I genuinely... So I did predictions for last year's, and I got, I think, 5 out of 10 right. I got Past Lives, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, The Holdovers, and... I can't remember what was the other one. Um, and Maestro. I got 5. Um, I have my predictions. I will reveal them in an upcoming episode. But, like, I'm looking at it, and none of them... Like, there's maybe, like, one or two. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty confident. The rest, I have no idea. Like, <sighs> how are we living in a world that Joker 2 has a chance at Best Picture, nom- like, a nomination? Like, what is oh God, going on? Why are we... Like, what is going on in the world that there's a... You know what? I'm not going to say that, because people would get mad at me. It's... I, I don't understand it. Um. So, yeah, I mean... 
how were Pacino and De Niro not both not nominated for Best Actor in this? Like, it makes no sense. I think their acting was really good, but I think the biggest letdown is that Al Pacino and Robert De Niro weren't nominated for something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, how are they not... Even if it wasn't this movie, I don't like, not, like, not winning would be bad. Not even getting nominated. Like, either of them is, like, what is going... It, like, it didn't even get nominated for any, like, editing or sound. Like, nothing. Just, like, completely looked over. Um, so, uh, there's a whole thing with, like, you know, casting and who was, um, you know, gonna get which role. Um, you, you know who Val Kilmer is, right? The actor? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know who was originally gonna play that character before Val Kilmer was hired? No, I do not. Um, it was reportedly going to, uh, was offered, uh, before it was given to Val, uh, Keanu Reeves, which was originally cast for this role. Oh. How, how would, would you think that would have been better or worse? Okay, personally? Yeah. I think they're both really good actors. Mm-hmm. But. I actually, um. I, I, th- I think Val Kilmer, I think, would be, I think, is better. Because, like, I, I love Keanu Reeves. He's not the best actor out there. I think it might have honestly been about the same. Like, I love, again, like, I love a lot of the stuff Keanu Reeves is in. He's more of, like, this likable guy than he is, like, a really good actor. You know? Yeah. I feel like, I do feel like sometimes people talk about Keanu Reeves and they, like, overshadow a lot of things about him. Oh, he can do some really good stuff. I'm not getting that, I'm not like. I mean, like. A lot of people, like, hate on his acting in The Matrix, and whether you like The Matrix or not, his acting in it... He's pretty good. He's really, really good in that movie. If you, like, rewatch it, and then if you watch, like, John Wick, which is just, like, testosterone man movie, and then you watch Matrix, like, he's... He's really good. I will be uh, re-watching The Matrix in a theater in um, April, and I'm very excited about that. Have you seen any of the other ones except yes. the first one? Yes, I have seen all four of them. What did What did you think about them? Uh, Reloaded was good. I enjoyed that one. Um, Revolutions was bad, and uh, what was it? Uh, Matrix Re. I can't remember what the name was. Um, the twenty one uh, film. Yeah, it was very new. I, I couldn't. I'm trying to find. It. I know I ranked it somewhere. Uh, Matrix Resurrections. That was really good. Yeah. That was really good. I enjoyed that film a lot. Uh, but The Matrix is one of my favorite films of all time. I think um, The Matrix, the original, is amazing. I think I think what they did, though, is they, like... For the second one, they were like, all right, these are all the things that people like the best. Let's just do that, but crank it to a million, and it... Yeah. And then it didn't work because they took out some of the other parts that yeah. nuanced the better parts. And then in the third one, they were like, oh, crap, that didn't work. We got to do more. Yeah, <laughs> I, just... The problem with the third one is it takes place too much in Zion. Which is always yeah. pretty boring. I mean, um, it's like a decrepit, dead world. Like, yeah, it's just like it not the most exciting. Um, I got this from another podcast, but I kind of want to steal it. Um, but uh, going so there's this very famous movie reviewer. His name is Roger, Roger Ebert. Um. So if it's like, so if we're like covering like a really recent film, we're not going to be able to, you know, do it because he is he passed away in twenty thirteen. 
Um, so when I when I say this rating, I just would like to say that is a rating at a four. So it's not like at a five or out of ten stars. So when I say this, it always kind of sounds like it's low, but when you think of what it's going against, um, he gave it three point five stars out of four. Um, and he said that it's not just an action picture. Above all, the dialogue is complex enough to allow the characters to say what they're thinking. They are eloquent, insightful, f fanciful, poetic when necessary. They're not trapped in cr with cliches. Of the many imprisonments possible in our world, one of the worst must be to be inarticulate, to be unable to tell another person what you really feel. These characters can do that, not that it saves them. Um, so, he liked the film. Um, he says heat, right? I just want to make sure we are talking about heat. <laughs> yeah. This is heat. Okay, because we had like kind of jumped around there for a yeah. minute. Yeah, I, I okay. okay. I want to see. I want to see something then. Uh, going back to a very old episode, uh, older episode. What did he think of the Breakfast Club? Did he review the Breakfast Club? Kind of. I want to. I want to see this now. Um, you know, did he review it? Okay, he did. It looks like a three out of five. A three out of four. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's respectable. Um. He did say that the uh, R rating refers to language. I think a PG thirteen rating would have been more reasonable. Which, yeah, like absolutely. I agree. I think it has to do with language and the fact that at the time, uh, drugs weren't. I mean, they were seen as much more like taboo, I guess, as they yeah. are now, and that whole week. also. I was going to say also the scene where um the bad uh guy or not the bad guy but like uh the 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 the, the one guy was uh going um was under the under table the desk, and um yeah. 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 There's, and there's a little excursion if you will. Um so very recently actually um they released a book um titled Heat 2 uh which I do have, I do own, haven't read it yet. Um, but it is a very interesting, from, like, what I've, like, heard about it, um, is a very similar thing to The Godfather Part 2, where it's kind of split into, like, two separate parts, where the first part is about Robert De Niro's character's Neil, when he was younger, and the other part is Al Pacino's character, Vincent Hanna, um, at, like, what he's done, like, after Heat. Um... And I, and I, there is talks that this is, I think it's all but confirmed that this will be all turned into a movie. Um, with reportedly Adam Driver playing a young Robert De Niro. Oh, okay. Which I'm very excited, I'm very excited to see. Um, potential, uh, I think I've heard somewhere that, uh, Austin Butler has a chance to be in it. I think as a young Val Kilmer. I could be wrong in that one. Um, but, you know, whenever that comes out, he is, the thing with, uh, Michael Mann is he's not always the most, he's not quality, quantity over quality, right? Um, yeah. so he did Heat in two, in 1995, um, hold on, I want to make sure I get this timeline right, um, so I don't, I don't mess anything up. Um, then he did The Insider in 1999, Ollie in 2001, uh, Collateral in 2004, 
Miami Vice 2006, Public Enemies 2009, Black Hat 2015, and then Ferrari 2023. So up until last December, it had been eight years since his last movie. Wow. Um, so, you know, recently. So who knows when Heat 2 is going to come out. It might be never. Like, we don't know. Um, yeah, again, it's it's very hard with this to talk about it, just considering how you guys don't love it. Well, Audrey does not love it. You know? Just... Yeah. Um, this is one of those cases, I, I forget when the last one was really like, like, what the last time it was like really like this, where I mainly wanted to do an episode here just because I wanted to rewatch it again, um, and because I also like I did want to talk about this film a lot, um, because I am a like you know big fan of it, um, yeah. Again, I I do believe that it works very like heavily on a rewatch. I honestly think if I rewatched it and as much bad stuff, well, not bad stuff, but like as much interruptions and stuff happened, like didn't happen again. I think Mm -hmm. if I watched it again, it would be one of those things where like I rewatched it and I'd be like, oh my God, this is amazing. It it does have that kind of quality. Like it really works, you know, like there's some films I see for a second time. I'm like, ah, like, I don't know if I needed to see it again. Um, this one, it it's still, I've I've seen it the past three years every year. So I saw it in twenty twenty two for the first time. Then I rewatched it last year, and then I saw it again this year. So it's kind of always always watching it, you know. Um. Okay, so one other thing, I'm I'm not really one other thing because there might be multiple things after this. Uh, like I'm looking up fun facts about this. Uh, not only you know was there possibly Keanu Reeves um playing Chris. But there were other actors considered before De Niro. Um, actually, no, no, Vincent. I think De Niro was, yeah, it was man's first choice. Um, there are other chances for Neil and uh, Vincent. Uh, Vincent, um, original, like, so one of the ideas, two of the ideas was um, Mel Gibson, which... I don't huh. think would have worked at all. No, not even a little. Like, I'd die. Uh, and then the uh, actor Nick Nolte, which I'm not too... Fa- like, I've seen okay. him and stuff, but, like, I'm not, like, too familiar with him. What is he in? Um, uh, He was in Cape Fear, which is really good. But, like, I'm not, like, too, like... Yeah, I don't uh, think... Yeah, no. And then for Neil, these two are very interesting. Um, The first one being Harrison Ford. Oh. Which I also don't think would have worked. I like Harrison Ford, um, but... Yeah, I don't... I don't actually know, though, because I feel like he could... I feel like Harrison Ford kind of every once in a while pulls out, like, appearances that are just, like, very... Really good. Very intri- Like, very interestingly yeah. different. Um, And the other actor considered for <laughs> Neil, um, Jeff Bridges. Oh. The Iron Man guy... I think that could have worked, actually. I mean, I, think, I don't think it would have been as good, but I definitely no. think it would have worked. Like, he has, like, both the angry villain kind of thing, but he also kind of has that laid-back, calm thing that Neil 
has. Yeah, he has villain and Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely th- I think that could have worked. I, I like where it ended, ended up with De Niro and Pacino, but, like, I think that could have been, you know, actually pretty good. Somewhat along with that fact, I don't know if you knew this, you might, but that, this movie, Heat, is the first movie in history to have both Al Pacino and Robert De Niro together on screen. Uh, well, not na- not now, though. Uh, it was the first one. First one. And then I think, what, it would be The Irishman. Probably, yeah. And like that, I think, I so. think maybe oh, those two, and that's it. They were both in The Godfather, yeah. but they weren't on screen together, ever. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm also re-watching Godfather Part 2 next Wednesday in a theater, and I'm very excited about that. Um, That'd be cool. Big in, fan in of... theater? Yeah. Wow. Big, big yeah, fan that's... of the big fan of the first Godfather. I hate to be that guy, but it is a pretty good film. Um, no matter no matter how I like, I will never understand. Like, um, there's the joke in Barbie where like guys will like explain the Godfather. I've I've never understood that. Like, is that something guys do? I don't. Like, that's never been it's like. Just like, mansplaining. I get, but like the God, like why? I mean, like the Godfather is like a very like you know famous film but like i never like got it of like that's like there's guys out there who's like explaining the entire plot of the godfather like i've never understood it oh my god i i have a friend and he is like his favorite movie is the wolf of wall street and that oh. already tells you like his whole movie taste and oh that's my true. god he watched the godfather one into like one time <laughs> did, did he make it like his entire personality or something Yes. That's. Hey, I'm not going to hate on Wolf of Wall Street. Fantastic film. Amazing Oh, no, film. yeah. Great movie. Four and a half stars. I, I'd give it five stars, honestly. I don't think I'd give it five stars because I think it relies too heavily on, like, certain certain things that just, like, yeah. are unrealistic, I feel like. Which, you know, it's fair because it's like a, it's a, it's a... Over-the-top film. Over-the-top, which is great, but I feel like there are some times when they, like use Margot Robbie in a way that's just not... But, I mean, it was her big breakthrough role. It was. It was. very impressive. I think that she has done... Better? So much better since then. And that's coming from somebody who hasn't even seen Barbie yet. Wait, you haven't seen Barbie? Nope. Oh. I just kind of assumed you had. Nope. I have not seen Barbie yet, and I... You know, have I'm you not... seen have you seen any film besides like Elemental and the Meg Two from last year? Uh, from last year? Yeah, I watched a bunch from last year. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is oh, my right. favorite movie of all time. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, let, me let me look. I, I can't, I'm not look. I don't have the greatest memory. Um, no, it's okay. We know, I, it's okay. We know understandable this. to be honest. Um. um I watched Five Nights at Freddy's, The Meg 2, Elemental, Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was about it. So you haven't seen Oppenheimer or Spider-Verse or... No. Wow. Really? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch Oppenheimer, man. Towards the second half of 2023, I really just let off the movies. You, you gotta... Honestly, if you really want, like, a good experience of, uh, like, a good idea of the movies from last year... Just watch all the Best Picture nominees. Just watch all ten. Like they're really good. Okay. Um, like it's a it's one of the best lists of nominees they've had in a long time. Barbie was just like 
it became such a thing. Barbenheimer, like was, you know. It was a it was a thing. Yeah. Like it wasn't like the movie Barbie. It was like everything. It was this big event. Like everyone was going. And it felt like it felt like the opposite of the point of the movie. Hmm. If that makes sense, like. I feel like the whole thing was like they were making a movie about Barbie, yeah, but they were also making fun of Mattel. But it was made by Mattel. And but it was made by Mattel, yeah. and it was like this whole big event, and it was like supposed to be like anti, like capitalism, you know, normal stuff. But then it was like at the same time, it was literally like the biggest capitalist movement in all of like, <laughs> 2023, and like you know, I, I'm not like. I don't know. I just think it was like it felt like a thing, and I didn't want to like just follow. Yeah, you sh- you should watch Barbie though. It is really good. I, I will. It I will. Really I'm not saying that I'm just I'm not watching Barbie because it was no. I just yeah. like I just didn't because I wasn't one of the ones who saw it in the theater, and then it yeah. was just too much for me, and it got way blown out, and <laughs> I got so tired of it. Um. So so going back to Heat, there's a few <laughs> more few more uh, bits of. A trivia I would like to talk about because there's some very interesting things. Um, first, the big shootout that happens about two hours into the film. Um, rather than um, dubbing all the like gunshots in like afterwards, uh, they placed microphones around the set and like where they filmed, and like those are like in the moment like audio, which is very interesting. Um, it was oh, the first time okay. that it had ever been done. Um, there's a very iconic scene from this film that is just a, like, pretty long conversation between Pacino and De Niro, which is a fantastic scene. Um, and that was done without any practice rehearsals. Um. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I think it took, I think, eight attempts, eight tries. Um. You know? Uh. That's crazy. What else? One, um, that is, like, it's kind of interesting, and I think this would be, like, um, when you see it a second time to kind of go back in and think about, um, originally, the first, like, one of the first drafts of the script, um, and I think Al Pacino, while, like, is never, like, fully addressed, I think he used, in terms of his performance, um, there's an idea that, uh, Vincent Hanna had a cocaine addiction, like, which would explain all his outbursts. Yeah, that would, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I, I like, it's, it just kind of stinks because, you know, big fan of this movie, and, um, you know, it, it is really hard to talk about this because, um, you know, Audrey hates this film and hates, you know, action okay um, buddy i never said i hated it i mean i just said i didn't like it. So that's it was the favorite part of your life and you hate it yeah like it was the wow. worst two hours and 50 minutes of your entire life yes <laughs> i definitely said that yes i'm so sorry i have forgot um no, I don't know. I, I, I did like the movie. I feel like if my experience watching it was better, yeah. I would have liked it more. And then I feel like if this was not my first time watching it, I would have liked it more. 
Yeah. Like, like there's some movies that you watch once and it's like the best thing ever. And then you rewatch them and you realize how bad they are. There are movies that you watch once, think it's the best thing ever. And then it stays that way no matter how many times you oh, watch them. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Um, Fight Club. Oppenheimer, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, just they're always, two of my top four movies. There's always some films. Oh, really? I didn't notice, Silas. There are always some films that I'm, like, worried that if I see again, I'm not going to like it as much. Yeah, exactly. It was this, it was, oh my god, when I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 for the <laughs> second time, I was, like, dying. Because I felt like, cause, yeah. I mean, that is, by so far, like, it's not, it's really not even remotely close how how much of a favorite movie that is for me. Um, like out of the three, even like it's, it's so by far, those three movies are my three favorite movies of all time, but (laughs) I've already, I had already rewatched the first and second movies so many times Yeah, and I rewatched that third one. I was, I was so scared that it wasn't going to be as good on rewatch as the other two were on rewatch. And Um. it was like just as good on rewatch. Uh, there's there's a film I saw a couple months ago called First Reformed with Ethan Hawke, and the first like watch of it was like a very visceral like emotional experience for me, and it's probably the most important film I've ever seen in terms of like my actual person, like in terms of how it affected me mentally. Yeah. And I've I've been meaning to rewatch it, but like there's like a part of me I'm like, what if it doesn't work as well, like nearly as well on the second watch? Yeah, exactly, because. When I was younger, I watched that first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and it was my favorite Marvel movie. And yeah. then I, I, I didn't really like it for, I mean, like I liked it, but like I didn't, mm-hmm. I stopped like making it such a big deal. And then I watched the second one, and then yeah. I, I just never stopped liking them again. Um, and I was so scared to rewatch the second one as well. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a big did. second. I'm not a big fan of the second one. First one's good. Okay, when was the last time you watched them all? Yeah, like, it's, it's been a long time. Okay. I don't think watched, I've rewatched any Marvel movie multiple times, like start to finish. If you rewatch the first and second ones now, yeah. and then you rewatch, okay, so if you, because you watched the third Guardians of the Galaxy, I know twice. If you go back and you rewatch like the first one, it's like better. If you rewatch the second one, it is like a different movie. And then if you rewatch the second one again after that. But, like, give it time. Don't, like, force yourself to rewatch yeah. it again just, like, when you feel like it. If you rewatch that second one, like, a second time, it's crazy. That movie gets so much better with every watch. I don't care how many times I watch it. It <laughs> will always get slightly better. There's always some joke. None of the jokes fall flat. Yeah. And none of them go too far. And every time I watch the movie, they're still funny. Yes, I remember the dance scene in the first movie. Really that good. always cracked me up. Yes, bro. And that's, like, one of the opening scenes. Well, there's like three or four dance scenes in the first one. Yes, there are. Yeah. And then like the dance scene at the end. The dance scene. That's great. I was talking about the dance scene at the end. That's what yeah. I was talking that one about. That was really good. And, and then in the second movie, like jokes that you don't even notice. Like when, <laughs> like when, um, freaking, oh my God, I can't remember. Yondu. When yeah. Yondu, when they're at the end of the movie and uh, Yondu's not. Well, we won't talk about spoilers, but yeah. Yondu had like just finished doing something, and he's holding onto an arrow, and he's like slowly floating down, and and Star Wars just like you look like Mary Poppins. It's and he so just goes, funny. Oh, Mary Poppins, y'all! And it's so, so funny. funny. Like um, you just don't. I I do need to rewatch those films. 
I am. I know some people aren't on board with it. I'm very happy that James Gunn is running DC now. I think that James Gunn is one of the best directors that we've seen in the way of superhero films. Superhero films in God only knows how long. It's him, like Christopher Nolan. Um, who else? I guess Ryan Coogler for the two Black Panther films. Uh, see, I would agree, except I did not like. I didn't even watch the second one because I did not like the first one. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. Sam Raimi, the three Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man films. I guess. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I, I'm I'm weird with superhero films because I really do like superheroes. I do, but yeah. sometimes, but like they got to be done well. They got, if they're not done well, I hate them. <laughs> um. So. Any any final thoughts about Heat? Um, I am sorry that we did not talk that much about <laughs> Heat. Um, one thing that's really funny is, like, sometimes I'm like, you know, uh, go watch it. It's, like, on, like, Max or it's on Hulu or, like, something. Maybe it's not down anywhere. This thing's free on YouTube. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, just, like, there. It's just, like, like, there's, like, a lot of films that are free on YouTube. It's kind of crazy. And you really don't I even do. realize it. I also want to warn the people who do watch it on YouTube that the ads are extremely loud. I hate ads. When you watch it. Like, um, let me see if I... There's like a good list on Letterboxd about movies that are free on YouTube that I would like to... I would like to read some highlights of... Um, if While I, you're looking that up, I would also like to say that if you have a computer or a laptop or anything and you're going to watch a movie that Trey is talking about right now, one of one of any of these, if you get the browser, Opera browser, it comes with a free ad block that works against YouTube ads. I did not know that. So you can do that and then you won't have any of the ads. But it only works on my computer. You can't gotcha. do it on like your phone, obviously. No, only your computer. No one else's. It's, it's computer. only Silas's computer, and he's just oh. laughing at you. My bad. My bad. It's <laughs> only mine. Um, Didn't even realize. So here's some films. Uh, you guys might not know some of these, but like very famous films. Um, Donnie Darko, which is a really good oh, okay. film. Um, some like really like. Um, I, I like really popular, like deeper cinema films like The Seventh Seal and Come and See, uh, which are like probably films I'm gonna have to analyze at film school. Um, City Lights, the Charlie Chaplin film. Um, what else? I saw another one that was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Audrey, I actually take it back because I know how you feel about it because you'd probably hate it. But Trey, I don't know how you feel about it or if you've seen it, about but what? Terminator 3 is free on YouTube. have not seen it. will not what see is? it. Terminator 2 is fantastic. Terminator 3. Um, oh. And then uh, some other films that are free. Uh, Grave of the Fireflies, the Studio Ghibli film, which is amazing. Um, the Usual Suspects, which is phenomenal. And then the Talking Heads uh, concert film, Stop Making Sense, which is... One of the best things I've ever seen um, is free on YouTube. And that, yeah, go watch Stop Making Sense and Heat at the same time. I, well, next At the be, same time. That wouldn't be an awful, awful experience. Um, but yeah, I mean. It would be if you had ADHD. Probably. Um, so this is probably the easiest, not like the easiest film to recommend, but like the easiest film for people to watch. 
Because not everyone has Macs, not everyone has, like, Hulu, but everyone, everyone has, I mean, YouTube's free. It's like the YouTube's easiest. completely free, and this movie is free on the free website. The only, the only other thing that's, like, as easy to see is, like, Tubi, which is yeah. a fascinating streaming service. Yeah, um, I'm interested in that. Tubi is just one heck of a time. Um... Well, thank you, Silas, for being here. Absolutely. I would love to be back. Oh, well, I mean, it'll definitely happen. We have a lot of episodes planned, um, for, like, I think till the end of March. Um, so, yeah, um, so thank you, Silas, for being here, um, and go watch Heat on YouTube, and I, I really, really hope you like it more than Audrey. <laughs>